Hello and welcome. You've made it to my podcast where today we'll be talking about popular culture, specifically in America. We're going to go over a couple key themes to be able to truly understand pop culture as a whole. We will be going over the single story, semiotics, the three key learning theories, duality myth, and the origins of popular culture. We will begin with the single story discussed by Chimanda Adichie in The Dangers of a Single Story. The single story has the potential to lead to ignorance and stereotypes. Without knowing multiple sides of a certain situation, we're not truly able to fully comprehend. This ignorance and misunderstanding are not intentional. However, it can still affect the way we understand and interact with other people. Next, we'll go over semiotics. Semiotics are how signs and symbols are used to convey meaning in society. The best way to think about semiotics is a stop sign. Everyone in America knows the symbol of a stop sign and its meaning, and it's through popular culture that semiotics are able to work. The next idea are the three key learning theories. These include the Walter Fisher and narrative theory, the social learning theory, and the cultivation theory. The Walter Fisher narrative theory explains how people are storytellers and stories are our way of communicating and learning lessons. The social learning theory explains how observation is primarily how humans learn. And the cultivation theory explains that what we are exposed to over time will become our truth. Next, the duality myth explains how characters can embody two opposite traits. And oftentimes they have to overcome these dichotomies. The duality myth is highly depicted in American culture. And in its most simplest form, it is typically when the good guy must break some sort of rule or do something bad for the greater good. This good guy is usually part official and part outlaw. A great example of this is Dexter, where we have a man with an official position working for the police department. However, he breaks rules for the greater good. In this scenario, Dexter commits murder. However, he was bringing down people that were worse than him, typically serial killers. Our last topic to go over to truly understand the key themes of popular culture are the origins itself of popular culture. Popular culture determines how a society functions and how its people interact with each other. In today's time, a lot of popular culture revolves around social media, TV shows, music videos, and radio. However, popular culture is no new concept, and it actually dates back to long ago. Using the book Popular Culture in American History by Jim Cullen, We can understand that the origins of popular culture date all the way back to the year 1517, when Martin Luther posted his 95 Thesis in Wittenberg, Germany. 
Of course, at the time, most of popular culture media would have been texts and books, but this does not steer away from the idea that popular culture was a high influence of the time, in this case, religion. Newly released media, whether movies, music, or books, also play a large role in popular culture in America. Next, we'll go over the analysis of the movie trailer Legally Blonde. It was directed by Luke Wilson and released in 2001, starring Reese Witherspoon as our beloved Elle Woods. Legally Blonde is a comedy about a young female college student heavily involved in her sorority life. After being dumped by her boyfriend in the beginning of the trailer, Elle Woods decides to go to Harvard Law School and become a lawyer. Beginning with rhetorical analysis, we can tell that Legally Blonde is a comedy. This is shown by the upbeat music playing in the background, the bright colors, and plenty of dialogue throughout the entire trailer. It makes it very easy to follow along with the storyline and not many details are left out. This gives viewers a feeling that Legally Blonde is an upbeat, lighthearted film. We don't expect for Elle Woods to be suddenly placed in some sort of horror film or sci-fi film. Through these rhetorical analysis, we understand that this movie is meant to be a lighthearted romance comedy. This final section of our podcast today will be a reflection on how pop culture has influenced me as an individual. My own views have been shaped by media and popular culture in a lot of ways. Growing up, I primarily saw Caucasian women in films or in TV shows or as celebrities. For me, this created a beauty standard that was outside of who I am as an African-American woman. Growing up, it took me some time to learn and understand that it was okay that I didn't look like these women that were portrayed in popular culture, and that even though I might not have looked at them like them, had the same skin color or the same hair texture, I was still beautiful in my own way. For me personally, popular culture plays a lot into my body image. I would look at the woman with clear skin, and then I would buy the products that they were promoting to make my skin clear also. I would look at the woman with beautiful curly hair or well-straightened hair, and I would buy the products that they were promoting to make their hair look like that. And this goes beyond just advertisements. In social media, oftentimes, we see the women who are deemed as beautiful to have small body types, and I wanted to be that same way. However, I have learned that a lot of the motivation for our society is money and sales. And so when women who look perfect on screen promote products like this, truly it's just for companies to be able to sell their products. While this lesson was difficult for me to learn, it helped me to be a better spender and to be able to love myself for who I am. This class has taught me that popular culture is a well-utilized tool to control how society functions. 
Media and advertisement are designed to target their audience, and they have become really good at it. The key is to look outside of the consumer point of view and to understand the truth behind products, people, and the ideals that society deems normal.